Welcome to The Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. There are things happening all around us that's causing us concern that will cause us to be in despair if we're not careful. There are a couple of things we're going to share with you over the next few days. First of all, God cares for you. No matter what you're going through, God loves you and God cares for you. Secondly, there is an adversary. Peter says he is the devil who wants to kill, steal, and destroy everything God wants to place in your life. I invite you to join us as we go through these messages to encourage you not only that God cares for you, but how to stand firm in your faith as you resist the enemy's strategies to try to defeat you. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. You got an enemy. He said, you got an enemy. You got an enemy that keep you from fasting. Don't even talk about prayer. He'll keep you from every prayer meeting he can keep you from. That's why you don't come to prayer, because you got an enemy. You got an adversary. See, you don't have to go do that. You pray all the time anyway. You can pray where you are. You can just pray where you are. Now you know you don't do nothing but just say a couple of words on your way to work. And, uh, then at night, now I lay me down to sleep, Lord. I pray my soul to keep. Amen. No, he don't want you to become a prayer warrior. He don't want you to become a person of prayer. He don't want you because prayer moves the hand of God, and he don't want you to pray. As soon as you get ready to pray, all kind of thoughts start coming into your mind. I know what I'm talking about. You get on your knees, and some you don't even get on your knees now. You sit on side the bed, and all kind of thoughts begin to come into your mind, and after a while, you say, oh, hold on, let me go do this. The phone rang, the text go off. Let me see who that is right now. He don't want you to pray. You have an enemy. Stay out of that prayer room. Don't go to prayer. It don't take all of that. When the last time you've been to a prayer meeting? See what I'm talking about? Some of you haven't been to prayer all year long to a prayer meeting in your church praying for you and you ain't showed up all year. Why? Because the enemy says you don't have to do that. Okay. There's another enemy talking to you right now. Why the pastor hating on us? <laughs> yeah, he's talking to you right now. He'll come and talk to you during a sermon. See, he's talking about me. He's looking right at me. How, why he's saying that looking at me? He's talking to you. <laughs> you got an enemy. Come on, say enemy. Peter said, your enemy, you got an enemy. And if you don't know you have an enemy, you don't recognize you have an enemy, you're going to keep doing what you're doing and thinking it's okay, it's just me, it's just the way things are. But he is strategic and he's planning and he is winning. You ain't got time to pray, but you got time to play. You ain't missed your bowling match in 12 years. I'm on my bowling league. They can depend on me to be there. Got time to play. You know why you struggle in your giving with tithing? He don't want you to do that either. You got an enemy that's saying, no, 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 no. You need that money. He don't need that. Now, he's talking to you. See, there are some things that when you are obedient to them, God's power begin to move for you. When you're obedient in the word, you're obedient in prayer, you're obedient in giving, you're obedient in fasting. The power of God comes and he begin to move and take authority over the enemy and beat the enemy down. He knows that before you even get started. Your enemy... You can go all day without eating almost every day. You don't eat till you get home. Now start a fast. 
And your enemy, as soon as you wake up that morning, you say, ooh, Lord, I want something to eat. You be talking about an egg McMuffin and you ain't seen one of them in 12 years. I got a taste for an egg McMuffin. But that's what that is. You got an enemy. So I'm just telling you how he is so you know why you don't do what you ought to be doing. Because in your heart, every believer says, I want to know the Word of God. I want to know the Word of God. Every believer says that. I want to be a person of prayer. I want to be a person of giving. I want to be a person that serves. I want to be a person that God used. I want God to use me. I want to be filled with His power, with His Spirit. I want the blessings of God. I want all that to happen. Well, why isn't it happening in your life? Because you got an enemy. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we are not fighting against people. This is out of the, the Living Translation, the Living Bible. I just want to read it in this version. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. Don't you know that there is a war going on? That's a spiritual warfare. There are evil spirits and wicked spirits. There are some people in the church, some believers who don't even believe in the devil. If you believe in Jesus, you're going to have to believe in the devil because Jesus talked about him. In the scriptures, he's called Satan. He said, now, Peter says, you have an enemy. Then he tell you who the enemy is. Your enemy is not your spouse. Your enemy is not the boss on the job. Your enemy is not your neighbor who knocked over your garbage can. He says, your enemy is the devil, Satan, the accuser, the slanderer, the adversary, the serpent. It's all referred to in the scripture by these names. He said, you have a, an enemy, the devil. I want you to know who he, who he is. That's that spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the rulers, the principalities. And he is busy functioning and working right now in the world to delay, to defeat the plan and the purpose of God in every person's life. Then Peter gave them some practical instructions to help them get the victory over their adversary. So I want you to recognize what he's doing. He is your enemy, the devil. He's going around looking for someone to devour. So number one, he's looking. He's active. He's looking. He's surveying. He's scheming. He's observing how you're responding to the things that are occurring around you. So all of us believers, we come into the kingdom of God, God saves us, and we, we keep functioning. We got issues. I got anger issues. I don't want nobody to mess with me. I got all this stuff like that. The enemy's saying, you know what? They're still dealing with those things. I think we can take advantage of them right there. You're declaring you got your own anger issues. Demonic forces, they're communicating with each other. Did you hear them say they got anger issues? Let's blow that thing up today. Let's see if we can 
cause them to be thrown off today with this anger issue. They got jealousy. They got envy. They got strife. They still, uh, uh, they still hurting because somebody did something to them. You remember they did that to them when they were a little kid? They still riding that same thing every time somebody say something. You know, I was hurt. Okay. Yeah, you were hurt. We say, but let's, let's make them hurt some more. Okay, let's make them hurt some more. What we got on them? They call them. They got your file. They got your picture. They got your file looking at you right now. He's looking. Where, where is he weak at? Where is he vulnerable at? Oh, he said he's going to go to prayer. But you know, he ain't been to prayer all year. So let's see. He's saying that now. That's Sunday. Let's, let's work on him before he get home today. That's what he's saying now. He ain't never did that before. Have somebody call him right before the next prayer meeting. Tell him there's a good sale going on down there at Macy's. Have somebody invite him to dinner, invite him to lunch, do something. He's strategizing. He's looking. He says he's looking. Don't you know he's looking? See, the devil ain't just sitting down waiting for the end time. He's busy because he knows that things are winding up. He knows the sign of the time. Remember Jesus cast out the demon out of the man and they said, Hey, are you coming to destroy us before the time? They know it's a time coming. He said, it ain't time yet, is it? Well, they know that the time is getting close. And they better be busy working and trying to destroy everything that that God has. And every time you come to church, every believer, everybody look like they're trying to grab a hold of God. Every time you look like you want to grow spiritually. Every time you look like you want to get connected with God and in the church, there's always something coming up. Why is something coming up? To get you distracted, to get you discouraged, to get you all messed up so that you don't get dialed in, you don't get connected, you don't get all in. As long as you don't get all in, no matter what you call it, he's good with it. You call it, you got every kind of excuse you got for not doing it. He said, oh, that's okay. I use excuses too. Give him another excuse. Give him a good excuse. Give him a good excuse. Make it look good in their own mind. The end result is you ain't done nothing. And you ain't done nothing for years with the same kind of excuse, same kind of problem. Oh, I got problems. I'm busy. I got things. As soon as I get this together, as soon as I get that together. So, you know, Pastor, I'm like, yeah, I know. You got an enemy and you ain't getting it done. Call it what you want to call it. Because I do know something. When you're all in for God, God will begin to work for you. I don't care what kind of job you got and what time, how they told you you got to work. And there'll be people telling me, Pastor, I've been working. Where you been? I've been busy. I've been working. I mean, you've been working for three months and you ain't had time to come to church for three months? You're telling me that? Yeah, I ain't had time. I say, okay. You, you don't want to come to church. I bet you've been somewhere else. Somebody, uh, I mean, one night uh, a few years ago, we had a, a night out at the Rockets. A group of us went to a Rocket game. I see this person at the rocket game with rocket uniform on, colors on, everything. Same one ain't got time to come to church. And I started to say something, but I'm kind and gentle and sensitive. I have a sensitive heart, sensitive spirit. I didn't want to offend. But I know this. When you all in for God, God going to make a way for you. I don't care what happens. I worked on a job. I know one time we had a critical thing out there in the plants called a turnaround. And on turnarounds, everybody had to work all kind of hours. And I said to God, we had just started pastoring the church. I said, Lord, you know what I need to be at church on Sunday morning. I'm the pastor. I'm trusting you. You know I need to be at church on Sunday morning. And uh, my schedule had me working on Sunday. 
That project started, I never missed a Sunday because God worked it out before the week happened. Because he knows, he knows my heart. Now you can say all you want to, you know, I want to be there. Now when your heart's to be there, God will work it out for you. Now, he's the miracle working God. But the enemy will give you everything, every obstacle. He knows where we are. He knows we're not going to be all in. He knows we're not going to be totally passionate about it. Your enemy, the devil, is looking at you and for you and through you. He sizes you up. He's strategizing. Paul says we have to resist the schemes. He's a schemer, and he schemes on the people of God. He's scheming us. You know what a scheme is? To make it look like something it ain't, so you'll buy it. He's a hustler. He's a con man. He's conning you with that until you buy it, and he hears you say that, yeah, we got him. That's what he believes. Check him off. He's good. He ain't going nowhere. There are many believers that stay in the same spot year after year. They don't grow spiritually. They don't begin to be fruitful. They're not doing anything in the kingdom of God. Year after year, just maintaining the same spot. I'm good. Just having believed that. All he got to do is go to church. From time to time, he's good. So what is he doing? He's looking. He's surveying. He's taking notes. He's observing how you respond to the things that are occurring around you. And he's looking to see if you are his next meal. He's looking for someone to devour. He has an appetite. He's looking for someone to devour. I, I, I know this is tough. I'm, uh, and, and somebody getting mad at me right now. See, I can feel it. That's all right. It's about time we start telling the truth to God's people so you can get yourself together. Don't you want to hear the truth? This is the truth. That's the way he works. He has an appetite. He has a desire to devour. He says he's looking for someone to devour. And I thought about this. What is he trying to devour? What is he trying to do? He will devour your hope. He will devour your faith. He wants to devour your joy. He wants to devour your peace. He wants to devour your fellowship with the Lord, and he wants to devour your fellowship with each other. That's what he wants to devour. He wants to devour your testimony. So you're not even sharing the faith no more with nobody. He devour your testimony because he knows you ain't living right. And every time you get ready to tell somebody, he shoot a fiery dart to your mind. Who are you trying to talk to? You know what you've been doing. I know you ain't trying to tell nobody they need to live right. I know you ain't finna do that. Not with what you've been doing. He wants to devour your fruitfulness. He wants to devour your service so you don't do any work in the kingdom of God. He wants to devour your fasting, your prayer life, your word life, and your desire to give. He wants to devour all of that. He wants to devour your marriage and your family relationships. He wants to devour your finances. That's what he want to do. Don't get mad at him. That's his assignment. You don't have to be afraid of him because Peter tells you what to do. He said, resist him. The reason he's having so much success is because the people of God are not resisting. 
when you don't know who the enemy is and you don't know what his strategy is and how he works, then you're fighting the wrong thing. You ain't resisting him. When we were young, we lived in a house. It was six of us living in one room, six boys in one room, three of us sleeping in the same bed. These kids today, they got their own bed now, but we had to sleep together. I used to sleep in the middle because I was the youngest of the three, so they put me in the middle. Sometimes I'd just have a little fun. I'd be in the middle, laying down, I'd pull the cover this way and pull it off of that one over there, then he'd pull back, and then I'd pull it off of this one over here, and after a while, they're fighting and saying, quit pulling the cover, man, and they're arguing with each other. But I'm the one in the middle pulling the cover off of both of them. And that's what the devil does. He's up there doing something, so they're not, they're not messing with me. They're not resisting me. They're not pushing back on me. They're pushing back on each other. So the devil is just pulling the cover off of this and pulling the cover off of that and doing this and that, and you calling somebody else. You quit that. You are offending me. You're doing all kind of things. You hurt my feelings. You're offending me. You're doing this and you're doing that. And the devil said, boy, look at them. That's why Peter said, you have an enemy. You better know that. I'm going to tell you who he is. Then I'm going to tell you what to do. You need to resist him. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. So we need the spiritual weapons to resist him with. And James said it in his book, submit yourself therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will. Here's the thing about the devil. He's like that lion in the Wizard of Oz. You know, he'll look like a lion, but as soon as you resist him, he, woo-hoo, I didn't know you were going to do that. All you got to do is resist him in the name of the Lord and the power of God. He works when there's no resistance. He's successful when there's no resistance. If you have the Spirit of God in you, he knows that. But if you don't resist him, he, he's a preeminent bully. He's going to talk to you. He's going to roar. He's going to come, and he's going to try to manipulate and do all kinds of things knowing that he can't whoop you. And he's relying on the fact that you don't know that he can't whoop you. Now, before you start trying to resist him, you need to do something. Again, I want to say, you need to submit. You need to submit to God. Before we can stand before Satan, we got to bow before the Lord. You need to submit to God. Now, don't go up there talking about, uh, I bind you up, Satan, and you ain't living right. Remember? The seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts, they thought they could just go out and cast out the devils. And they came, <laughs> the man was full of demon possessed. They came into the house, going to bind you out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they say, Jesus we know, Peter we know, but who in the hell are you? <laughs> and they say they beat him up and took all his clothes out. They threw him out naked. The demons beat him. <laughs> Before you go in talking about, I'm finna do this, better be sure you're walking with the Lord. Submit yourself to God. Get your life right before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This means that you take your stand on God's word. Jesus used the word of God when the devil came against him. You want to stand with God. You want to withstand. And then Paul says, after you've done all you can to stand, keep on standing. The weapons are the word of God and prayer. So we resist him in the faith, and that is our faith in God. If you know you have a, an enemy, you know who the enemy is, you can resist him, and we're going to be successful. 
That's why Paul says, put on the full armor of God. Won't you do that today? If you don't have it on, put it on. Put on the full armor of God. I believe that all of us in this place today want God's best and God's blessings for us. I believe that the people of God want to be full of the Spirit of God and the power of God and to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. But it just don't happen just because we want it to be that way. We have an adversary who doesn't want that. And if you don't recognize that, he's going to just under the table, manipulate, scheme, uh, resist what you're trying to do, push back, give you something else in your mind. You know, every time you get ready to do something in the church, somebody offend you. Well, after a while, it ain't them. If you get offended every time you come to church, guess what? It's you. And he knows that you get offended. Guess what that fiery dart is? Give me that offense dart there for this dude. He's coming up to, he coming up the driveway right now. Before you get to the church, see, they open the door for everybody else. They ain't open the door for me. <laughs> they open the door for everybody else. See that? See that? that? That's why I don't like coming here. He knows already that that's, that's what get them every time. Oh, give me one of those, they did not speak to me, arrows. I know they don't like me over there. I know they don't like me. I'm going to stop coming because they don't like me. Every time I come, they just ignore me. They don't recognize me. They recognize everybody else. He needs some recognition arrow. Give me that recognition arrow. Give me that pastor's always on my case arrow. Give me that pastor's always on my case. Pastor's always talking down to people. He's talking down to people. Well, I'm up here. <laughs> you want me to get down there? <laughs> then the enemy going to try. He's going to punch every button you got till he get one that, that just, ah, uh, that's it right there. That's it, that's it, that's it. What we got for that? What we got for that? He's going to punch every button you got. I know that already. Somebody too close to me. You're in my space. You're in my space. I don't want to come to Pearl Night. I don't want to be around all them women. I don't want to be around all them women. He'll punch every button you got until he get one that'll wear you out, and then he just stays on that. And you're not going to get the victory over that until you start resisting him and say, no, come on in my space. Everybody come in my space. You got to say, come on, get close to me. I don't like it, but get close to me until I like it. We're the people of God. We got to get things done. Listen, the enemy will take advantage of this crisis that we've had in our community to make you think I was praying and I still got water in my car. I don't have enough faith. Said no matter what happens to me, you got to be like Job. Though you slay me, yet will I trust in him. You got to make the devil go back to God and say, well, we did all we could. We couldn't turn him around. And then God says, well, since you said that, your end is going to be better than your beginning. You got to know that you know that what God said in his word is true. And as long as I'm obedient to the word of God, doesn't matter what the enemy brings me, don't matter what I'm going through, I know that God is able. And God will do what he said he's going to do. If I'm sick, I'm still going to praise God. If I lose my job, I'm still going to praise God. No matter what happened, he can't make me turn around. I certainly hope you enjoyed today's broadcast as we have brought you a message to encourage you first that God cares for you and to encourage you to stand strong and resist the enemy. Peter says, your enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
And God has strengthened every believer to have the power to resist the devil. The Bible says if we would submit ourselves unto God, we can resist the devil and he will flee from us. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know that God is able to see you through it because God cares for you. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message as well as previous messages broadcast on this station. I want to take a moment to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. Pastor Jackie Martin is in a tremendous series right now, and you're going to be blessed by the Word of God. You may have habits and hurts and hang-ups and need God to do something significant in your life. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you need someone to stand with you in prayer, you can call our prayer line number right now at 281-964-1393. 281-964-1393. Contact the Beacon Bookstore on our campus for all of your Bibles and church supplies. Call 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.